It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Here comes Pierce with five seconds left. Pierce with three. Pierce with two. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quentin Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore, and I am joined by the first lady of DC family, Becca MVP. It's been so, so long. Becca, how are you doing today? I'm just excited to finally record with you again. I think life is really unfair in a sense that it's given us opposite schedules yeah. and um it's just great to see you talk to you say hi it my life has not been the same without you honestly oh, and i'm about to cry you should cry because not just because of that but the state of the team so it's um it's Very been true. pretty rough but i'm happy to sit down and chat with you Absolutely. I missed you too. I missed this podcast. So we got to get back on it. Um, the Wizards, they won last night. We're they won. gathered here today after the Wizards beat the, Mal- the Dallas Mavericks, excuse me, 132 to 123. Bradley Bill had 30 points, seven rebounds, and eight assists. And Luka Doncic for the Mavericks, he is going to be so, so good. He had 31 points. Um, and 11 rebounds and 7 assists. So, Becca, this team is trying to make that playoff push. What did you think about last night's win at home? You were there, so how was the atmosphere, especially for Dirk's last game in D.C. too? Just take me through everything. It was crazy. Honestly, from the moment I stepped in there, um, I go to watch Dirk warm up because, obviously, this is probably the last time I'll ever see him and also, like, seeing him up close hello. And I look over to the Mavs bench, and Mark Cuban is just sitting there chilling. So that's pretty fun. I saw that. Did you get to talk to him? Yeah. I went up and um, introduced myself. He was pretty busy, and there were a lot of other reporters trying to talk to him. So I kind of just um, casually went up to him and said, Hi, like, I'm Becca. Like, I just wanted to introduce myself and say hi. Like, he's a really nice guy. Right. And it, it was just cool to see him traveling with the team. That is so Dirk, dope. He seems I've like never, such a fun guy. I know. It, it's crazy. And I thought it was crazy when LeBron came to town with the Lakers. But honestly, I thought when Dirk came and he was warming up, I've never seen so many people surrounding um, a player and trying to get pictures with him, autographs, everything. I mean, given the fact that this is his last season. Right. But I will say he... He has a lot of fans, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to me that, and he loves them too. Like, he loves interacting with the fans. And when Luca stepped onto the court during the game, he almost got more chance than Dirk and cheers, you know, more than Dirk himself. So 
to me that was crazy. And you know, they they have their um, their songs. I, I heard somebody tell me that Luca has like a chant, like the the fans say a song like "Oh Luca, Luya," like or, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, it's like crazy. I mean, I just, I don't know. I've I've never seen anything like it. The atmosphere was great. There were a lot of fans. It The place was full, but I don't think it was due to Wizards fans being there. It was definitely the Mavs fans. But right. all in all, it was a great game. I for sure thought that the Wizards would lose when they were down by 11. I was yeah. like, oh, here. I looked down at my phone, and then I looked up, and all of a sudden they were down by 11. And then I'm like, oh, here it is. Like, you know, we, we always say, you know, it's like you have a clean slate at the beginning of every game. And then, I don't know, at some point, the Wizards just kind of like crash and burn. So <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> to put it lightly, the fact that they came back from that deficit, I mean, it's the Mavs, great team, you know, but it, right. it was nice. It was definitely yeah. something that I wasn't used to. Jeff Green played amazing. Um, they, they all stepped up and... That's what happens when you step, all the players step up, you get a win. Yeah, and to kind of speak on the Dirk and Luca phenomenon, like I, I heard the same sentiment that you gave was that so many people got there early just to see Dirk, just to get so close crazy. to him, to be like within feet of him. And uh, he's done so much for the game. He's an international phenomenon, and so is Luca. So like um, to see that turnout for him even though i mean he only played 11 minutes i don't even think he scored he might have had two points last night but just to say that you were in that arena um on dirk's last game in dc a lot of people are going to remember that moment for the rest of their lives so it was so great to see i wanted him to like have a great game and go off and just be you know, i did too dirk but um i mean i guess it works in the wishes favor because they did come out with the win and if dirk would have got it in the first quarter though he might have had some uh he might have went off because the Mavericks had 43 points in the first quarter. They came out firing. They were knocking down threes. They were doing everything, and it just looked like, wow, it's going to be another one of those Wizards games where they are trying to get to the playoffs, and they lose to a team that is probably inferior in talent, but the record is about the same. Right. So, yeah. So and, You know, I will say, though, that at the end of the game, like a minute left in the game, the fans were cheering like, put Dirk in like put right. Dirk in like they wanted him in so badly because they wanted to see him play but of course the coach did not oblige and it was sad for fans but yeah, hey yeah. I won't complain about a win you know we Absolutely. we already know how each other feels about if the Wizards get into the playoffs and you know the stigma behind that and everything but I, I can deal with a win every once in a while. So <laughs> every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll take that win. Yeah, well, the Wizards—they're winning a lot recently. They've won three of their last four games, and um, the Wizards have one of the easiest strength of schedules to round out the end of the season. And I did a video earlier, and I was like, you know what? Let's look at the Eastern Conference um, standings right now because you saw the Heat—they played the Charlotte Hornets last night, and the Heat won. So that eight, seven, eight, nine, ten is like all 30 win teams 28 win teams 29 win teams and the wizards are literally i think three or four games back of that so they're close when you look at their schedule they play um tomorrow they play the the hornets which is a huge huge game for them to uh sneak into the playoffs or whatever they want to do but then you look and you see that 
they play the Hornets. They play the Magic, another team that's right on the fringe. They play the Timberwolves. They play the Hornets and the Magic, I think, three of their next four games. So these are teams that, you know, if you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to beat them. Must and win. They're all they're all must-win games, exactly. So um, what do you think um, this will do for them? Do you think this game against the Mavericks, I mean, everything seemingly – went well and it didn't because you can't ever ever give up 123 points to a team every night and expect to win but you also if you want to win and you score 132 points that's a great way to do it so what do you think they can take from this game to move forward um and if they really want to make the playoffs how can they do that consistently that's a loaded question and (laughs) there's very of course many things that I could say but this game I feel like they really gained a lot of confidence and I think that's very very important for a team like this you know they've been through the ringer this season with injuries which with roster changes and you know trying to make it work with the players that they've had you know Bradley Beal is single-handedly leading this team and he He's just been amazing. Like, every time I get the opportunity to say this, I truly believe Bradley Beal is just one of the best players I've seen play. He's, and I know he's only going to get better over time, but the, the confidence is very important. The motivation, I think, is always difficult for the Wizards because some nights they look like they can compete with the best. Some nights they look like oh my gosh, are we even like in the NBA right now type team. So I just really hope that they can mesh together. And the other problem too is, like you said, they they, they can't give up that many points. But if they score, it's okay. But they can't score like that on every given night. You know, like they're not consistent that way. So... For me, it's like, okay, well, yes, they did win. You know, they um, they won this game. They won with the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves, they gave up, like, 88 points in the paint or something ridiculous. And you can't do that. So they're going to have to understand that along with this win, you know, there are things that they do need to work on. And one of it, one of being defense. Like, I'm on a whole rant right now. I just feel like there's so many things to say about that. They can make the playoffs if they win, I don't know, eight games in a row or something. But we have to remember that there's other teams that are fighting for that spot too. The Heat, the Magic, you know, all those other teams, they're going to be competing with us and they're not going to hand it to us and the team has to work for it. Yeah. I mean, this team, and that's – you kind of picked up on the it's a loaded question part, and I was definitely trying to set you up. And you oh, you always these. set me up. You set me always. up for success, though, not failure. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. But I was just going through Twitter. I think it was Chase Hughes last night. He said, um, you know, the Mavericks, they actually have been one of the best, one of the better defensive teams in the league in this past month. They have they are giving up the fewest points uh, in the month of February. So, um Scoring 132 points on the Mavericks was a big achievement. It's a little abnormal, you, at, you know? Yeah, it's it's a, it's crazy to think about. But then you look at the flip side. The Mavericks 
scored 123. That's the most points they've scored since November. So you're not going to – Jeff Green, <laughs> I, I think he knocked down two crazy three-pointers that kind of sealed the deal last night. And Trevor Reza was pretty much locked in. And, you know, Bill's going to do that 30-point thing pretty much every single night now. But when is the next time you think Jabari Parker is going to go a game where he only missed, what, two shots? Like, this is a guy that is one of the streakier uh, players in the league. I mean, he has the physical ability to do his thing, but he shot 90% from the field. He missed one shot and had 20 points. So you're going to have to be able to stop people because – you're not going to get 20 points on 10 from 11 shooting from Jabari Parker every night. Bobby Portis is not – well, he'll give you 12. But you're not going to get 22 from Trevor, 20 from Jabari, and 30 from Bradley Bill every single night. No, absolutely it's just, not. It's, just it's not, not realistic, happen. and it's not sustainable. So they're going to have to play some defense, and they're going to have to get stops. I mean, this is something that they've struggled with all season, and it, it just needs to happen or else there's no shot at getting playoffs. To yeah. get swept by so, the Bucks, by the way. Right. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more in-depth about the future of this team. Should the Wizards choose Jabari Parker or Bobby Porters or both? And if Bradley Bill gets to the playoffs, is he an all-NBA player? And what does that mean for this team? We'll be right back after this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. It's Quinn Mail here, joined by Becca, MVP. We're talking Wizards, we're talking Mavericks. Okay, I guess we'll, we should start with the Bradley Bill conversation first. Bradley Bill is playing right now at a level that's absolutely incredible. I think he passed Earl the Pearl Monroe last night in the most 20-point consecutive games. I can't remember what the specific figure was. He's also the second... M- he has the second most 30-point performances in the Eastern Conference behind Giannis Antetokounmpo, which is saying a lot. He's officially at that point where he's, he's right baller. on the brink of superstardom. He's right there, but he's obviously a star in this league. So, let's just say Bradley Bill makes the playoffs. I think that's the only way he gets All-NBA honors, just because I think I looked at the All-NBA team last year, and every player that was on that list made the postseason. Now, he's going to have new competition this year with guys like Kimball Walker. He has old competition with it's with the top six guards in the league. So you have your James Harden. Russell Westbrook, is his team is doing really well right now, regardless mm-hmm. of if he's not doing the greatest. His team is really good. Um, you have a lot of guards that can compete. I think he is a top six guard in the league, yes. But I don't think if they miss the playoffs, he'll make it in. What do you think? I'm right there with you. I mean – all team like all nba team awards are tough because uh, you know you should be looking at the player themselves but you know as we've seen with john wall you know he can have a amazing season and not get recognized and the same would go for bradley beal and it's hard for me because i don't want the wizards to make the playoffs i, I truly would live just fine if they 
you know, had a end to their season without a post run. But I really do think it's important for them to make the playoffs just to show. Uh, and I really think it makes a statement on Bradley Beal's part because he's been through so much this season and last season. And he's grown so much. I mean, he's a superstar in my eyes, of course. I have to say that because, you know, this is my team. But he, he truly is a star. And I think they have to make the playoffs in order for him to be considered. That's all. I mean, that's all there is to it because – the people yeah. who vote, you know, they, they're going to look at things like that. Yeah. So team success is something that is kind of an unspoken factor in a lot of these um, awards that are given out. So if they are to make the postings, which we're both in uh, consensus that we don't want them to, we think that <laughs> it's time to, time to take a turn. Um, and I guess it'd be more likely for you-know-who to be you know moved on and maybe some cleaning of the house and other things like that um, in a new direction. Anyway, if he is to make uh, lead this Wizards team to the playoffs, that means that Bradley Beal is now eligible for the Super Max deal, the same Super Max deal that John Wall got, which a lot of people try to ridicule. Um, but the point of a Super Max is to keep your stars at home um, if they're all NBA eligible and to reward them and give them extra motivation to stay at home. So if the Wizards make the postseason, do you think there's kind of like a – I think Bradley Beal deserves the Supermax. I think he does. 100%. But to to have Beal and John Wall as Supermax players on the same roster, that kind of handicaps this team in a lot of ways down the line. Mm -hmm. So personally, Beal deserves, he deserves the money, all the money we can give him. But with Wall being out and having that contract, it's kind of like you feel bad if he doesn't make all NBA. But you feel good if you have cap space. Right. But you feel it's 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 a catch twenty two. And also, you have to think about this: if Bill makes, if he doesn't um, lead this team to the postseason, he doesn't get the All NBA recognition, which means he can't get a uh, super max. Now he's able to get the same money from DC from any other team willing to bid for his services. Right when he becomes a free free agent eligible. Mm-hmm. So it's just, the Wizards have effed this up, to be very frank. They have effed this up. And this has now gotten to a point where Bill's going to need money. Jabari Parker's due $20 million. And I really like what Jabari's doing, but I'm not paying him $20 million. Bobby Portis, he's due for some money. Everybody wants money. Yami Hemi is getting, fr- he's, a, he's the most expensive press member I've ever seen. He gets to watch the games, gets practice, he gets to try with the team, and he gets paid $16 million to watch. This, I'm sorry, I don't even have, I don't even think I have a question. I just, <laughs> how, how do you, how do you just feel about this money situation going forward? It's so much money. I feel it's like it's enough. a cycle, you know? Um, speaking of Supermax deals, a lot of Wizards players, uh, Wizards players, Wizards fans, rather, look back on John Wall's Supermax and they're like, oh, are you, like, you know, they kind of ask me, are you happy now? Like, do you do you regret giving him that money? And the answer oh is gosh. no. Because, <laughs> no. no, because the, the thing is, at the time, he was he- healthy, you know? He deserved it. And just because you give a player, you know, boatloads of money doesn't mean that they're guaranteed to be healthy. This is just the league we're in. 
And yeah. we're Wizards fans. Like, that's our luck. What do you expect? I mean, <laughs> it's just, it, it's absurd. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, these fans, they whine a lot. I whine a lot. And, you know, I totally understand where they're coming from. But when it comes to John Wall and his money, you know what? Like, I don't regret that. And we're in a situation now where he's going to be gone a year. I don't think the organization will move him. He's the franchise guy. It's not. It's just not going to happen. And I don't even think they could if they tried. No, they money. couldn't That's because it's deep. going. We're going to have to give him away and some other things to sweeten the deal because it's so expensive. And it's just. And we don't even it, have no, any assets. No, we don't assets. have any assets right now. <laughs> right. Who are we going to offer? Yeah. Jan Mahimi? Like, and there's yeah. no way. So it's it, just draft picks that. that draft, point, you just no, and we're picks. not doing that. I will literally. I don't know. I'd be scared. If we give away our draft picks, I better hope everyone locks their doors. Not to say I'm threatening. No, not to say I'm threatening anybody. But I'm just saying, and if you're a fan, if you're in the organization, if you're a basketball player, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you don't even watch basketball. Lock your doors because it's going to be a crazy day for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're always in a strange position with the money situation and... It's like now that we've cleared up some cap space with Otto and Morris and all those other players, it, it's kind of like, you know, I, I just, we're in another disaster and it's not even, you know, you can't do anything about injuries. You just can't. Yeah. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, And if, if you were to say to us, what, two years ago, hey, you can give John Wall X amount of money, but he'll, he'll have, um, heel issues and then he'll tear his Achilles at while he's chilling at the crib of course we would say no we don't want to give him that yeah money. of course but you don't vision know in that. hindsight is always 2020 and that's exactly. what people he, don't understand you know John Wall was playing out of his mind that position. season and mm-hmm. of course we're gonna want to sign him money because if he's gonna keep playing like that and he's gonna you know get us a championship or get us to the Eastern Conference Finals which Wizards fans wouldn't see he wouldn't even dream of yeah of course he's worth the money yeah and i think one one trend that uh nba fans tend to have is when a player is out you tend to nitpick everything that they didn't do well and not appreciate what they did do well the same thing goes for when Kawhi leonard went down when Kawhi leonard went down he was considered the top three player in the league when Kawhi leonard was in his i guess the beginning of his prime Mm -hmm. people were saying he was better than lebron they were saying it was lebron and Kawhi leonard then Kawhi Leonard sits out in San Antonio and people started trying to recover from him. his injury. And people are trashing him and saying all these things. Now, look, Kawhi Leonard is back. The Toronto Raptors are really good. Probably, if not the favorite between them and Milwaukee to come out of the Eastern Conference. So people will be will say whatever they want about John and then he'll come back. Hopefully he comes back fully healthy, fully healed, and then we'll go from there. But I, I always think about what is this team going to look like when John Wall comes back? Like, who is going to be here? Why are they going to be here? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so crazy to think about because he's going to be out for an entire, like a calendar year. A calendar year. It's going to be a crazy, crazy thing. So, we're going to take one more commercial break. We come back, we're going to talk about this game tomorrow, and then we will bid you adieu. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On, which is part of the Locked On Network. Your daily news from local experts. We are on the home stretch. End of this podcast, we want to talk about a big game. I guess you could say the Wizards have tomorrow against the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets are 29 and 35 on the season and the Wizards are 27 and 37. The Hornets currently occupy the ninth spot slot in the Eastern Conference. Um, so it's imperative that the Wizards want to make the postseason that they have to get every W against these foes that they can. So Becca, how do you see this game ending up tomorrow night? And what are the kind of the keys to the game? Keys to the game are basically, let me give you the generic answers. Uh, Defense, good offense, and Kemba Walker not scoring 50 points. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, like, he, you know, people don't recognize the greatness of Kemba Walker. He's truly something else and he can go off whenever he wants to so Beal can go off but you know we need to stop him and I think it's just the you know the fundamentals of basketball you know we can't give up all those points and we can't leave players open at the three-point line because yeah you know sometimes they're gonna miss but if you leave people open long enough they're gonna eventually get the shot so yeah, and again, it's like just play basketball. You know just, what I mean? Just do it. Yeah, <laughs> do the damn thing, and you'll get the win. <laughs> like I don't know what else. It, it's so it's getting so frustrating. You know? Yeah, you, you can't this, give a direct answer anymore. This is kind of like this is the stretch. Like this, I remember when we first started like, when we were talking about the Dwight Howard signing. And I can't now even believe this. We're freaking here. Like this is crazy. Um, the last time this team played was, the, I, th- I believe, the first game out of All-Star break. Um, they were in Charlotte. They'll be back in Charlotte tonight, uh, tomorrow night, March 8th at 7 p.m. The last time these teams faced off, Bradley Bill did his thing. He had 46 points. Kemba had 20. I guess you could say held to 27. Yeah, but, um, we uh, held Kemba to yeah. a light 27. Sure. We held him <laughs> to under 30, which I guess is the goal now. But um, that... That ended up in a loss for the Wizards, 123 to 110. So, like you said, guys just got to play well. And um, I really want to see, though, I think we've been talking about it um, kind of in passing, but Jabari Parker is making a case, man. He's making a big case. I remember when we first acquired both of these players, it was kind of like the Bobby Porter show. He came out and, put, and lit the world on fire. Everybody was he like, was flashy. We got to bring Bobby back. We got to bring Bobby back. Bob's and Burgers. Been, right. <laughs> Crazy eyes. He hasn't been terrible. But he hasn't been, you know, um, I think he's been extremely streaky. He's tapered sometimes, off a little bit. Yeah, sometimes he's hitting that three-pointer. Sometimes he's not. Jabari Parker is playing really good. And I guess I kind of, I guess I'll end my sentiments on this. I don't want to pay him $20 because we just don't have the money. But if you can get Jabari Parker to come back for less than 20 um, which I think he will. I don't think he's done enough to garner any interest around the league for that $20 million price tag. So you're here in D.C., stay with some a team that actually wants you. Um, if you can get him for under $20 million and he can continue to develop that jump shot a little bit, he's so strong around the rim. Um, he plays powerful. I don't know how many dunks he's had in his Wizards career already, but it's like every time he goes up, he wants to dunk the ball. So I really like what I see from him. And he'll be a, a valuable asset down the line. But, um, 
yeah, just don't pay him 20 mil. So we'll see how that works. But yeah, the Wizards play tomorrow um, against the Charlotte Hornets. And I said the Hornets were, I think, the ninth seed. They're actually in the 10 slot. The Magic are in the ninth at 30 and 36. The Heat currently occupy the eighth seed at 30 and 34. So, Becca, anything else before we leave? I just want to say, number one, stop hating on John Wall's contract. It's a lost cause. You're beating the dead horse. Go to church. Say a prayer. Go Just to church. Be a decent human being. And, you know, it's not even because everyone knows how much I love John Wall, but you got to stop, you know, beating the dead horse with the contract, too. Um, it would be good, good if we were able to keep Bobby or Jabari. I would accept either one, but I think Jabari would obviously be the better deal. But, of course, I don't want to pay <laughs> as if it's my wallet i don't i don't want to pay <laughs> it feels that like it. <laughs> it it feels like it at times yeah and if you are at any of the upcoming home games let me know on twitter love to see you love to hang out for before the summer which we know will be sad and slow so <laughs> sad just and slow hopefully sad it's and slow yeah, hopefully we we do something. This hopefully, we have some stuff season. to talk about. And yeah. Dwight Howard, uh, I want to know from Twitter followers if they think when is Dwight Howard coming back, and will he come back in time to make an impact for the Wizards to make the playoffs? Man, he's done. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Well, we all knew that, but I'm just curious to see if any fans think differently. So yeah, yeah. We'll Let see. us know. All right, Wizards, three-game winning streak on the line tomorrow night. This has been Quinn Mayo with the Becca MVP on the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts, and we will see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.